What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you are locked in and tuned in to the 3FN Podcast. Of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we will be reviewing the brand new Sony Pictures superhero film, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. But before we can get there, my name is Rich and I am your host here at the 3FN Podcast. And unfortunately, the nerds are not all here because Diesel had to tap out this week due to a severe headache. So we hope he gets better and we hope we can, he can start seeing the light because he says the light is bothering his eyes. Well, I told him just to go into the light. Well, coincidentally, when he had to watch the Truman Show, it all comes together. Uh, you know, I'm a great friend. Told him to go into the light. Just go into the light. Go into the light, Diesel. Anyways, but you heard the man next to me who is here, of course, this past week. He also entered the light, but it was a whole nother different light. It was Sean Paul's Just Give It a Light. It's Ron. Hey, hey, hey. I, I did, did, did you make it into Sean Paul's light? Yes, you did. <laughs> it, you was, did. it was quite uh, entertaining. Uh, I will say that, but yes. that's all I can say. <laughs> Other than that, we have to keep that behind the paywall yes, because uh, uh, we don't can't be canceled. Yes, yes. We don't want that. We don't want those problems. Yeah. How has been your week, Ron? Overall, the week's been kind of eventful <laughs> um there's been a lot of stuff going on uh there's some been some personal stuff some other stuff uh no game groups happened this week because it was just one of those weeks that there was just a ton of stuff going on um the weekend showed up uh, thursday we went to the movies to see spider-man into the spider-verse friday rolled around i had to help my niece out across the spider verse across the spider Verse. yep sorry um and uh, i had to help, help my niece out on friday so I took care of all that Saturday rolled around. Um, not too much really happened Saturday. Uh, then Sunday ended up going to Q's with my friend Katie. She um, we just got out of Binghamton for a while. Had to do a couple things up in that area. Uh, ended up at Destiny USA Mall after a while and just hit some places for food and did some shopping and then you know came back Sunday night and just chilled out. Um, today was interesting because I saved this for you, Rich, just because I wanted to, was listening to a syndicated radio show on, you know, um, uh, in radio, you know, you know, you're not a fan of the said show, ah, but okay. I, know so, exactly so I, show. I know which one you're talking about, but, uh, today they were giving away, uh, SummerSlam tickets. Really? Guess who was caller number 30. Really? Yes. I got SummerSlam tickets for Detroit, baby. You're going to Detroit? <laughs> Detroit. Good job. <laughs> so, uh, it's real cheap to stay there because you can just squat in one of the abandoned houses and <laughs> save yourself some money. Rody, Josh, and I are trying to figure that out right now. Uh, that's so, why I said. There's, <laughs> listen, so, I'm going to say this. Do not get an Airbnb in Detroit. No. And right. the only reason I say that is because there there has been people selling Airbnbs to abandoned houses. Yeah. So that's just not a good business. Uh, it shouldn't no. should be too bad. I would stay outside the, the city limits and probably you could get a cheaper hotel there. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what's going on because now we've got to figure all that out. But because, you know, Rody, Josh, and I, you know, go back a long ways. And it's like if we ever won tickets to something, uh, some WWE event, the first person we're calling is the other person. Well, so. hopefully, hopefully they're good tickets. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm waiting on the email. Please up in uh, Ford Field, but that should be a good time. No, Bra- I, allegedly, well, it looks like they're building the Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. And if you listen to Ken M, he says that he thinks it's going to be inside of Hell in a Cell. So you know, oh, that, it would be interesting. I'm all right with that. I'm not. I I've enjoyed uh, what's been going on with WWE. I've actually enjoyed the last two pay per views. Um, the fact that uh, what sucks is you know 
we have a few, you know, like female members that are out, A, to injury, B, to pregnancy. If you didn't know, Luscious Bliss is and her husband are expecting. Woo! Congratulations. So, hey, lucky bastard. So, um, so you know, so, like, some of those little arcs, you can tell they were kind of fumbling because, you know, Morgan's out, you know, for her injury. So, they're, but I think they're doing fine there. And the, the men's side of things, I'm not, I'm enjoying it all. Like, I'm not upset with everything that's going on. Well, if you want to hear more of that pro wrestling talk, tune in to yeah. 607 TWS, anywhere you get great uh, podcasts. Listen to myself and Ken M as we talk pro wrestling every week. Yeah. Uh, so, make sure they're a little selfless, I, selfless plug there for I myself. Mm. So, uh, with that, though, my week was uh, pretty, pretty uneventful. Worked after I got out of work. You know, I, I've been had dealing with, of course, everything that everybody up here has been dealing with. Their quality's been bad as far as like uh, pollen and yes. stuff. So my allergies and sinuses have been acting up. So I've had to deal with that. Saturday we went to. Uh, it's one of the few days that we have because my you know my stepson is graduating from high school in the end of June. Here we've got a lot of events coming up that I have to go to and he has to go to. So this is one of the only weekends that we have like free. We had a free day. So we went down because we have uh, passes for Six Flags. So we went down to Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey, hung out for the day. I wore the wrong shoes. So my uh, <laughs> my legs are still hurting. But, you know, hey, I, other than that, had a great, great time. You know, and other, you know, we're just hanging out, you know, watched a lot of uh, deathmatch wrestling because uh, it was a big deathmatch wrestling weekend for Game Changer Wrestling. But once again, if you want to hear all about that, 607TWS. Hopefully, everybody at home had a great week, and hopefully, you have a great week to come. But before we go any further, we have to uh, get some business out of the way and hit you out with some of those shameless opening plugs. Of course, if you would like to find out any information about the three... FN Podcast, go on over to 3FNPodcast.com. There you can find all the social media links. You can find the T Public link. You can find the Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content while helping support the show. Also, while you're there, check out uh, the, the sections for the 3FN Podcast and 607TWS. Hell, if you want to check out 607TWS for the first time, just go to 3FNPodcast.com and you can stream it right from the website. While you're there, also check out Friends of the Show, which includes the ODPH. Go listen to Ken M's podcast. Uh, you get the link there. You can stream it right from the website as well. On top of all that, we have a musical directory where we uh, list the musical acts that allow us to use their music so we don't get those dreaded DMCAs. And of course, big shout out to our good friends at Shout at the Robots, whose song Fail Better is the theme song that you hear in the beginning of the show each and every week for the 3FN podcast. So go check those guys out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And last, but certainly not least, there's the sponsorship section where you can find out all the great sponsors who bring the help bring the show to you each and every week, commercial free to help us pay them bills. Of course, quick shout outs to our friends at Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. If you're in the 607 and you need your car detailed, give them a call, 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, tell them the 3FN podcast sent you. Also, if uh, you would like to... Uh, get energy like we do like we need to do this show w energy w.gg put in that promo code 3 fn pod that's the number 3 fn pod 10% off every order and of course our good friends over at sci-fi horror fest for all the things going on over there go to sci-fi horrorfest.com we're gearing up for that pretty soon it's going to be awesome and last but not least it's the major it's our most major sponsor the people who provide us with the 8122 production studios that's our good friends at dragon master games for all your magic the gathering and gaming needs visit them on the world wide web dragonmastergames.com
That's right. Get it in there, baby. Yeah. Woo. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to hear. And of course, if you forgot anything I said when I was rambling during those opening plugs, just go to 3FNpodcast.com because it's got your hookup like it was Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump. You know, I miss Big Papa Pump. (laughs) Nobody cuts a promo like him. Is he still around? Well, he's alive, but he's not wrestling anymore. No, no, I know He owns like three or four Shonies, though, down in the South. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't remember if he was His nephew... Is uh, currently is Braun Breaker over on NXT. Oh, okay. So nice. he he cuts promos kind of like his uncle Scotty, but not quite. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But listen, Steiner Math will always rule the day. <laughs> yes. And if you've never heard Steiner Math, let me break it down for you real quick. You take your thirty-three and a third chance minus my twenty-five percent chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. But then you take my seventy-five percent chance of winning. If we used to go one on one and then add 66 and two thirds percent, I got 141 and two thirds chance of winning. That's right. I got 141 and two thirds chance of winning. That's that's the kind of math I use every time I go out to the bars. I love it. I love it. Uh, I got 132 percent chance of getting late. Well, since Diesel will not be here, we are not going to do Diesel's movie triple stuff because it's named after him. So we're going to miss that this week. So we are going to literally jump right on over to. Welcome to Three Fans Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, it's now time for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. Of course, we will be reviewing the brand new Sony Pictures movie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And of course, if this is your first time listening to the 3FN podcast, or you're new to the podcast and have forgotten, I'm just going to let you know how the show goes, because we don't spoil anything for anybody, because we have two parts to our reviews. Our first half of the reviews is spoiler-free. That's going to be this opening part here. We're going to tell you who's in the movie. We're going to tell you who made the movie, the budget of the movie, all those happy jazz, and then we're going to give you a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down recommendation with a spoiler-free reason why. Then we're going to take the break. After the break, we'll give you one final warning before jumping into the spoiler full review. So there's nothing to worry about. If you do not want the movie spoiled for you, you'll have plenty of time to jump out and still listen to this opening part of the show. With that being said, Ron, are you ready to dive in to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? I am ready to thread the needle. Man, I got a story to tell. Of course, this is more really where I have Diesel do the synopsis, and he does it so great, so I'm not going to be able to copy his great style, but I will say this. Of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the second in, in, is the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, where it's the animated version of the multiverse of Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man? I like that. That's how Danhausen says it. I like it. So... You have, we get to see some old friends. We get to see some new friends. But at the end of the day, it is our good hero, Miles Morales, just trying to handle life as a teenager, as well as being a crime fighter. And he learns more and more about other Spider-Man and everything else that is going on, all while trying to save the world that he lives in and his family. Family. Family is tying us all together. I think that that's the best spoiler-free that I can give you. And uh, now that I've gone past that, let's jump into some of the stats 
for this film. Of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was released on June 2nd of 2023 with a runtime of 140 mil or minutes. The budget for this movie, $150 million. The domestic box office was $120.5 million and the worldwide box office was $208.6 million, so making that money back. Uh, and that was only in the opening weekend. Yes. Well, now that we know what the movie was about, the stats, now it's time to find out who made it. Who made this shit? That's right. Of course, this movie was had three directors, as most uh, as most animated movies have multiple directors. Yes. This one had three. Uh, of course, first up, Joaquim Dos Santos. And uh, Joaquim's uh, movies, actually, his, we'll start off with his first big thing was he's done all animated. Uh, his first big series, Justice League Unlimited in 2004 to 2006, 20 episodes. His only other movie that he did in the animated realm was Superman and Shazam, The Return of Black Adam in 2010. But he has done all sorts of other comic book related stuff, especially for DC. So he's definitely got the animated uh, chops yes. for this. Next up, Kemp Powers. Kemp Powers is mostly a producer on these films and art, but in this case, Soul in 2020 oh, was the nice. only other movie he directed in the animated realm other than this. Nice. And then we have a newcomer. This is the first movie directed, Justin K. Thompson. And Justin K. Thompson is an art department guy, and he was in the art department for the first Spider-Man and Into the Spider-Verse, as well as a ton of other animated stuff. So this is his first time in the director's chair, but not the first time in the animated realm. Well, let's move on over to the screenplay and who wrote the movie. And of course, first of all, you got to say it. These character, characters are created by the legendary late, great Stan Lee. Yes. Uh, so that goes without being said, but giving the shout outs. And the first set of the, there's three writers. The first set is a duo that writes everything together. And that would be Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Uh, movies that they've done and they're all animated. Extreme, well, no, sorry, they're not all animated because Extreme Movie in 2008 was not animated. No. Uh, that was one of those spoof movies. Yes. Uh, the Lego Movie in 2014. They would also come back together for the Lego Movie uh, 2 in 2019. And they were both writers of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Nice. Next up is Dave Collum. And Dave Collum <laughs> has got an interesting writing background. Ready for it? Yeah. I'm First movie that he wrote, Doom 2005. Ugh. Next movie, Horseman 2009. Horseman is... That was the one with... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 24. A key for Sutherland. Oh, key, oh okay. I don't know why I, I was no, drawing No, no, you're good. You're good. I, I never watched it, but I didn't. He would go on to write The Expendables in 2010. He would then go on to write Godzilla in 2014. <laughs> Zombieland Double Tap in 2019. Wonder Woman 1984 in 2020. And then I, I think he got two of the ones we liked here. Mortal Kombat in 2021. I'll give him that and one. And Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings okay. in 2021 as well. I'll give him that one. So it looks like he's gotten better over time. <laughs> Thank God. Next up, we have the director of photography. Oh, sorry. There is no director of photography. We just have the art department. I just forgot to erase it from my notes. It happens. So <laughs> there you go. Those are the people who made it. So now... Now, Ron, that we have gotten to the people who have behind making it, shall we say we jump over and talk about who possibly starred in it? Hi, sounds like a plan. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? So I'm not going to deep dive too much because, let's be honest, this is a large yeah. list of people. Yes, it but, is. But uh, we do want to give some shout-outs. So first of all, playing the voice. By the way, is the voice of. So I'm going to say playing instead of saying the voice of the whole time. Just so you know, I just want to know for the people who are nitpicky out there and go, well, they're not really playing anybody. They're just using their voices. I understand. But 
for the sake of me not having to say the voice of playing Miles Morales returning from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse would be uh, Shamik Moore. And uh, Shamik, you would also remember him from Dope, Samaritan. Uh, that was a great role in Samaritan. Yes. And me personally, me, most recently, uh, as uh, Raekwon in Wu-Tang in American uh, uh, Saga. Yes. And I, if I, you forgot, I forgot that he was. In by it. the way, if you haven't seen the Wu Tang show, no, oh, you need, I need to. to. I need to watch. Everybody it. out there, go see the Wu Tang show. It's it's tremendous. So next up, playing the voice of of Gwen, but Spider Gwen, if you will. Uh, of course, the wonderful, beautiful Haley Stenfield. Uh, you remember her uh, from The Edge of Seventeen. You remember her from the Pitch Perfect movies. You remember her from True Grit. Most people, including Ron, will remember her mostly from Bumblebee or as Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no matter how you look at it, we all love Haley Stenfield. Oh, yes. Next up, playing Jeff Morales, Brian Tyree Henry. And we've loved some movies he put out recently. Uh, he, Of course, if you remember, he was in Bullet Train. He was also in Ron's favorite comic book movie of all time, The Eternals. Oh, so good. Remember remember how much you loved that movie? I, I loved it so much that it, when I had COVID, I was hoping COVID would take me out when I tried to rewatch it. He was also in If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, he's been in Atlanta. He's got a ton of stuff. I also love him because he was in a Big Mouth, a season of Big Mouth as well. I, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, I, lo- I love yeah. his work. He's no, tremendous. He's great. Next up. And I will always remember Lauren Velez from her time on New York Undercover, but she plays Rio Morales in this movie. And of course, you would also remember her from Oz. She was in Dexter. Uh, Movie-wise, The First Purge. And most recently, uh, The Transformers, Rise of the Beast. She'll be in that. that. Yeah, she's going to be in that. So I say most recently because it's going to be coming out this week. So we'll be talking about Lauren Velez next week as well uh jake johnson plays peter parker you remember him from new girl the first spider-man film jurassic world uh so tons of stuff peter b parker yes peter b parker sorry i I forgot the b uh playing uh spider-man 2099 also known as miguel o'hara oscar isaacs do you, do I really need no. to say what Oscar Isaac's in it yeah, is he's in? in fucking everything? Ex Machina, Star Wars, you know, because he plays Poe Dameron, so that you know, that's just say it can, all. He can play anything he wants. Yes, I love me some Oscar Isaac. Uh, next up, and I, I was surprised, and I forgot that he was the, the. I didn't realize that he was the voice of the the villain in this movie, but Jason Schwartzman plays the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love Jason's. I mean, is uh, Jason he really Schwartzman. really the villain in this movie? Well, I, I, I mean, we'll find out. We will find out. But of course, you would know him from Rushmore, uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Most recently, Asteroid City. He's done voice work for Digimon and so much more. But Jason Schwartzman. I mean, I love him on the Righteous Gemstones as well. So yes, I, I'm just a listen. I am just a huge Jason Schwartzman fan. And now it makes sense why the voice kind of sounded like, yeah. ah, okay, I know that voice. Yes. Uh, next up, playing a Hobie Brown, or you know him as Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk. That would be Daniel Kaluuya. And we love us some Daniel Kaluuya. Get Out, Nope, Judas and the Black Messiah, Black Panther. Dude, he's been in so much great movies. I love him. He's one of my favorite actors out there. Dude, he's... I don't want to say underrated. I just don't think people know who he is. I think once you hear what he was in, you yeah. know who he is. But I don't think that his name necessarily strikes people. Like as soon as you hear right. Daniel Kaluuya, you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, who's that?" He's yeah. like, "That's it." But that's once exactly. you like once you say "Get Out" or "Nope" yeah. or you know, you know exactly who he is. 
He's tremendous. I think he should be more in more oh, things. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know he's in a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. No, but, but I think he needs to be in everything. He's, yes, he's great. And that just could be my, you know. No, no, my, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on the same page with you. Uh, another big role in this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the name. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna butcher his real name. His real name, Karan Sony. Uh, I said that right, uh, but I'm gonna mess it up because it's Pivotar. Port Harker? Yeah. Uh, He is the uh, Indian uh, Spider-Man, which is pretty... And he's fucking... By the way, one of the reasons I had to bring him in, one of my favorites, uh, he was in Deadpool and Deadpool 2 as Dopinder. Yeah, he's he's Dopinder. So that's what most of us know him from. But I just thought he was great in this as well. I love that character for this movie. Got to give a big shout out to Shay Weeman. And uh, you might not recognize the name, but you know the movies he's been in. And in this movie in particular, he plays Captain George Stacy. Uh, of course, that would be Spider-Gwen's dad. But you would remember him from American Hustle. I remember him mostly from Splinter, oh, uh, yeah. Take Shelter. He's a gigantic character actor. If you see him, you know him. Next up, we got to give it up for the man who is allegedly going to play Blade one day. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Marshala Ali, Uncle Aaron in this movie. Uh, he is cast as Blade, we'll see, but you uh, you remember him as, you know, he's from Luke Cage. He was in House of Cards. Uh, most recently, before, obviously most recently, not including this movie, he was in Swan Song and The Eternals. Nice. So, I once again, I, I'm hoping to see Blade one day. I, th- I think they just need to scrap it. Dude, over and under, we're ever going to get Blade. Uh, over and under, if we're ever going to get Blade. <laughs> yeah. With the writing writer's strike, I was going to say over. Yeah, well, they were already having problems before the writer's strike. Yeah. Playing Ben Riley in this movie, Andy Samberg. And uh, if you don't know who Andy Samberg is, you're living under uh, uh, the bus. Most recently, you kind of see him in those Corona commercials with Snoop Dogg. But the Lonely Island, of course, based off of that pop star, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I mean... I love him to death. Jack Quaid plays Peter Parker, regular, not Peter B. Parker, but Peter Parker. Uh, of course, remember him most recently from Scream 2022, also in the Hunger Game movies, uh, Logan Lucky. Uh, Jack Quaid, great actor. Yes, yes. Great actor. Uh, shout outs now to a couple people who just made some small minor roles that don't ruin anything, but playing Lenny Ziggy Marley, the legendary son of... Uh, Bob Marley. Oh, okay. He, he does a voice in this movie. Nice. J.K. Simmons reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson. Love it. Uh, of course, we all know who he is. Uh, man, the man himself. Well, the one, the only childish Gambino, Donald Glover, makes a non-animated. He is actually in the movie, y'all. I'm not lying, Aaron Davis in the movie, but he is in the movie. Am, am, I, am I lying? No. Uh, if I'm lying... I'm dying. And one more that I'm just going to give a shout out to because there's so many more we could. And I'm sure you missed this. Playing the voice of Doc Ock. And mind you, Doc Ock is a small, like a cameo blink and you miss it. But there is a line for Doc Ock. Playing that voice, the one and only Catherine Hahn. That's true. (laughs) Catherine Hahn, of course. WandaVision, Free Agents, Transparent. Uh, Pretty soon, you know. True. Yeah. Gotta love that, man. I kind of forgot about that. So now, two people in the MCU? Yeah. Because Agatha Harkness, and now she also did the voice of Doc Ock for this movie. Which, once again, it was a very small role. Does not give anything away. Once again, though, so many great things. So many. If you've seen Into the Spider-Verse, you know you just have random cameos. Yes. And Across the Spider-Verse did the same thing. In in that aspect. I, I liked how it kept that same heart. All right, Ron, we have come to that time finally for the spoiler-free, thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, recommendation, and why, with the spoiler-free why, 
Ron, what is your recommendation for Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? No, this is definitely, for me, two thumbs up. Uh, I think you need to see this. If you saw the last one, this fits in perfectly as a part two. Um, it's all character. You, you get characters that you met in the first one, and it expands on them. And then you get to meet all the new characters, and it doesn't feel overwhelming. Like you get it, you get the whole story. You understand the story. If you're, it's a comic book story. And I'm just gonna put that. So you, if you read enough comic books, you're probably gonna know where it goes. Because I, I kind of figured where it was going. I'm just gonna say that. Um, they, they did get me for a second, but I, I enjoyed it. So, yeah. so it's definitely two thumbs up, as Diesel would say, way, 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 way up. Yeah, yeah. I always just do, because I always say thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs yeah. down, but I'm going to give this a, a strong thumbs yeah. up, of course, as well. Uh, I could say two thumbs up if I wanted to be cool. Uh, but I'm stealing Diesel's line. I, I, know, I know you're doing it. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying not to be cool. But uh, yeah, this movie is great. If you like the first one, this is definitely for you. Even if you didn't like the first one, uh, when we go into the review, I'll talk about my reservations and especially what we liked, but... I just got to say, overall, for me, this was a big bucket of win. Yeah. I enjoyed my time in the theater. That's, you know, you got to be a good, good, a really good movie these days for me to, at two hours and uh, 40 minutes to, or no, two hours and, yeah, two 20, hours and 20 minutes. 20 sorry, minutes. two hours and yeah, 20 minutes. Like, it wasn't 40, uh, it's, 100, it was. it's 140 minutes. That's yeah. why I was uh, confusing there. But uh, yeah, anything over two hours, if it's not good, man, it's, it's, it's ticking down. You know what I mean? You're getting a little score as we go. Hey, listen, I like the Little Mermaid. You didn't. <laughs> but with that being said, although we gave it the same nerd school score. Uh, I knew it wasn't for me. And I knew people would like it. With that being said, though, send all your hate to uh, RedX230 on Twitter. All you Little Mermaid fans. With that, we are going to take our break. When we come back from the break, we are going to dive into the full spoiler review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Hey, this is Kenna. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. That's right, come back to a little clip from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Of course, that is this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. We've gotten through the spoiler-free portion in the first half of the show. Now it is time for us to jump into the spoiler full review. So, one final time, we are giving you the warning. If you have not seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and you do not want the movie spoiled, this is your time to stop the podcast. Stop the podcast. Stop it in its tracks. And then you are going to come back after you see the movie 
and then you can listen to the rest of it because if not, the movie will be spoiled for you. However, if you've seen the movie and or you do not care if the movie is spoiled, stay in your seats and get ready for us to jump in the spoiler zone for the full spoiler review right about... Now. There we go. And now we're going to be talking spoilers, so you've been warned. All right, we're not going to go through this whole movie because that's not what we do around here. We just kind of go through our likes and dislikes and kind of give you, you know, the overview before getting the scores from around the internet and giving our scores. So, Ron, let's jump in. Let's start with likes of this movie. Uh, I'm going to go on and say this because I think this is going to be across the board. Much like the first movie, I love the art style of this movie. Yes. Uh, It's an animated film. I like this kind of modern age kind of art. In this movie, it's a little darker and and, and the colors are are kind of different from the first movie, which is a lot brighter colors, which is fine because we're dealing with a lot darker material in this movie. It it fits the story much better. Absolutely. So I, I love... I love that. Let's get that out of the way. The soundtrack and score for this movie also very good. Yep. Lots of the uh, the hip hop inspired. You got a lot of like really cool stuff. Of course, we got some little uh, throwback punk tunes because Spider Punk is in this movie, which is is pretty awesome. Uh, Dude, I love, love I love Hobie. Hobie was amazing. It's it's a great 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 addition to the Spider Verse. And I just wanted to get those ones out of the way. I don't think that, uh, I, 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 right. am I wrong? Did you no. not dislike any of those things? No, those are all there. The other thing that's uh, big, that's kind of an overall view is they nail every spider person. Their personality yes. is like very well. Like everyone that actually has multiple lines on screen, like they, they hit every, like this is how you feel this character really is. This is how you feel how they are. This is how Miguel O'Hara is in the comics. Very unlikable. Yes, very unlikable. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I thought I thought that they did that very well. I thought yeah. the introduction, introduced, introduction, introduction, introduction. There you go. Easy for you to say. <laughs> of uh, some of the newer characters that some of us are familiar with from the comic books yeah. or other uh, forms of media, whether it's games, in some cases, you know, TV series, and so yeah. on and so forth. I thought that was cool. I like some of the ones that they took a little more liberty with, even yeah. uh, because you know there were some original characters to this movie, yeah. pretty much. I mean, at one point in Junction. I love how uh, they're going through, and this is where Catherine Hahn is the voice of uh, Doc Ock. And like I said, it's one line because there's a bunch of villains inside of their uh, containment union units. Yeah. And as they walk by, that's where you also get to see uh, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald Glover's actually inside. Live, it's not live action. Live action. He's inside of the containment unit. Yeah. But as they're walking by, and you know the Doc Ock line, and then you see Donald Glover, and then they're like, and a bad rhino, and it's literally just a regular like. At poorly animated animated rhino, like yeah. the 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 actual you know animal. It was kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're just like oh you see us. so you get to see like a couple a bunch of different stuff. And then there was like a 2D Spider Man, and then yep. there was like an 8 bit Spider Man. Yeah, they yep. were in containment cells because they were bad. Yep. Like that's yep. what the line we get from it. There was a Mysterio and a Miss Stereo because yep. <laughs> the Pedicapod where they're from. It, it was it's a lot of fun. I, I thought that they did a great job with that stuff. I will say there's one. Uh, I know we're not in the dislikes, but there is one dislike that I had about the uh, art form. There's some parts of this movie where the background felt like you were watching 3D. And I thought we were in the wrong movie. Me and Diesel both on the way home yeah. talked about this. I thought that, oh, shit, did we go into 3D film and not get the glasses? No, I, but I, it was just the background. And it's not the whole movie. There's just no. like few scenes where all of a sudden you're just like, am I in a 3D film? But it wasn't 3D. No. I, well, I, it, it is offered in 3D, but we weren't in the 3D No, it, I, I know which ones you're talking about because I, I hit it too. And that, there was a couple in the beginning that uh-huh. you're just like, 
whoa, is this, this seems a little blurry for this. And I, and I at first was like, oh, shit, is this going to take me out of the movie all the way? But they it, it corrects itself or how they do it. It's the, it's to prove, it's it's actually to move the story along yeah. when you actually put it together. Yeah, but it still was kind of, there's yeah, a it, dislike because no, it kind of got me out there. No, I get you. I, at the first thought, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I really like the story to this movie. The story, like in a nutshell, going through is we catch back up to Miles Morales, who now has no friends nope. uh, because his friends, uh, you know, had to go back to their yeah. universes. Spider-Ham, P- Peter B. Parker, uh, Name uh, Nanor, Spider-Gwen. Uh, Spider- yeah, Spider-Gwen. Everybody was back. Penny Parker. Know, all, he, and he, of course, he he misses mostly uh, Peter B. Parker and Gwen. Yeah, those are his two main friends, and he misses them. And they're not there, and he's dealing with you know life and being alone and feeling alone. And at the same time, we find out that Gwen has also been having some problems because you know we're going back to her past and how she she ended up killing the Peter Parker of her world uh, because he became the lizard. Yes, and her dad thinks that she's the killer of her friend, so now he's hunting Spider Gwen, who in their world is just spider woman yeah and she's like he doesn't know it's her but then things break pop off there is a vulture from a different yeah uh, uh a different multiverse if you will yeah. um, uh, like a um, he's kind of like from a like a old school renaissance yeah renaissance, renaissance universe because he looks like paper and and, it's, and she's fighting them and that's where we get you know introduced to the league of spider people yeah. if you will because i'm not gonna leonardo or yeah leonardo da vinci area type yes stuff. yeah that's, sorry it's my brain drew a blank so that's where we get you know and jess is there and of course also we get spider-man 2099 and she helps them save the day and then her father finds out that you know spider gwen is his daughter so captain stacy is you know i'm gonna arrest you it doesn't matter you're a yeah. crook and she basically is like, can't let that happen. And Jess is like looking at Miguel and going, we can't let this happen to her. So he goes, bring yeah. her along. So they take her back to, you know, the big Spider-Man outfit, the yeah. Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse, if you will, uh, they, they, they patrol. They're kind of like the time agency, if you will. Yeah. What happens is she ends up in New York, in, you know, Miles's universe, and she goes and visits. She's not there to visit Miles. No. She is there to find this, uh, there's something bleeping on their universe thing, because much like, you know, the time unit, when yeah. they're splintering off, they try to fix it. Well, in this case, there's a villain named The Spot, who is getting more powerful and as he gets more powerful he's spiking this stuff even though he doesn't know at first because he's kind of a bumbling idiot and we see him interact with miles morales because miles morales created him and he created miles because he's the person the scientist who brought the spider back unknowingly from universe 42 and that's why he's was bit by that spider and now he's become that but in the meantime miles when he was fighting things off in the first movie in spider-verse when they blew up the the laboratory he was in the laboratory and whatever work he was working on turned him into this different like he can (laughs) stick his hand into a hole and it comes out somewhere else and he can create these little spots yeah it's it's weird and uh they they have the dirty uh put it back in your uh, keep coming into holes (laughs) keep coming out of holes watch your mouth eventually i was like watch your mouth we're tired of hearing about your holes (laughs) but he finally learns that he can be more powerful because if he gets enough energy he can actually go to different universes. Yeah, collider. If he can get enough, absorb enough energy from the colliders. Well, not just colliders. Because first, because remember, he does it at first from just regular power. And that's right. why he's like, if I can find a collider, yeah. I'll be all powerful. And that's what he tries to do. So Gwen is there to stop this, but she doesn't tell Miles. No. 
So they end up hook, you know, getting back together and having their friendship. At the same time, you know, Miles is having problems with his parents because his parents don't know that he's Spider-Man. And on top of not knowing that he's Spider-Man, uh, you know, they're just worried about his schooling and going away from school because yeah. he's growing up. They don't want... I understand because as a parent, he <laughs> things. Meanwhile, you know, Spock gets away from Spider-Gwen. Miles finds out she's there, ends up going back to the Spider-Verse with her. And we get to see all these fun things in the Spider-Verse. And like knocking it real short, we end up finding out that Miles is a mistake. He is very much big because mistake. that because that spider got taken from Universe Forty Two and bit him. That means Universe Forty Two never had a Spider Man. Yep, and that is why he is not anomaly. The Spider Man and his, his Spider Man died saving him in the first movie. If you remember yes. correctly, and that that's the so, variant. Yes, so he's basically now. Uh, you know, a problem, a problem, if you will, because he's also messed up a timeline. Because when they go to Mumbai Hatton and we meet the uh, Indian Spider Man, uh, he ends up saving uh, his father in law. So that would be yeah. well, his future father in law, which would be the Captain Stacy of their world. Yeah. And there's certain we find out there's certain time points that have to hit every Spider Man. There's certain yeah. uh, different things that happen to everyone. You know, one of the, you, you lose somebody, whether it's an yeah. Uncle Ben yeah. or an Aunt May or, yeah. or whoever. Uncle Aaron. Or Uncle Aaron. And in some other cases, you lose somebody. Then on top of that, you know, most of them, if they have a captain, if, if their parent is a captain on the police force, that person's going to die. Yeah. They find that out. So Captain Stacy's die. Captain Morales is die. Yep. Everybody, you know, can die in that line because there's just certain markers that every single one hits. And because he saved the Captain Stacy of that world, they're kind of imploding in on themselves because yeah. that was the timestamp that their Spider-Man needed to go through. That was the hardship. And he, he stopped it from happening. Yes. So basically miles of course is, is the quintessential hero. And it says we can, we, we don't need that stuff. We can save everything. We're Spider-Man. Yeah. And to which Spider-Man 2099 goes, no, we're not. Yeah, we can't. So that leads to a great like pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to capture Miles, and Miles ends up getting off in the Spider Verse and going back. And uh, we learn earlier that the way that they send people back is this machine that reads your DNA. Yeah, and it sends you back to the universe that's encoded in your DNA. Yes. And the only reason this is important is because he goes back. So we're going into the finals of this movie. He goes back to home. Of course, now Gwen has gotten. Uh, Gwen goes back to gets sent back to her universe yeah. because helping him gets her sent back. When she goes back, of course, her dad and her make up. He hands her a gift because Hobie dude, leaves the Spider-Verse. Dude, Hobie is amazing in this movie. Like, it's, the, dude, Spider-Punk has always been one of my underlying kind of heroes, uh, favorites, because he's just anti-establishment, basically. And they played that off in this whole thing because he's just like, eh. He's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Takes off his watch and just disappears. goes back. Like, yeah, fuck this. But thankfully, he kept his watch and he gave it to Captain Stacy and said, hey, Gwen will come home, and when she does, give her this gift because yeah. she's going to need it. Of course, he, he makes up, you know, Captain Stacy makes up with Gwen, finds out that he quit the police force, so he's not going to die because he quit the police force. He's no longer captain. And she he gives him the, gives her the watch, so she goes to Miles' world to help him because she knows he's being hunted by Miguel, by Jess, by a couple other spider peoples. <laughs> and she, he's Ed Riley. Ed Riley's one of them, which is hilarious. There's something going on in the alleyway. I'm going to go stare. At the walls in the alleyway and see what's up. Oh. No. <laughs> and then he gets thrown through the, the thing <laughs> by Gwen. It was great. Yeah. So anyways, Gwen's there and she's in the in, in his room. At the same time, we or he, she crawls into his room. At the same time, we see him enter his house and talking to his mom. And he's like, you know, he goes, listen, I have something to tell you. I'm Spider-Man. 
And his mom's like, who's Spider-Man? Yeah. Well, like, is this some kind of cosplay you do or something? I, I don't understand. And she's like, he's like, what are you talking about? And they go into the other room and he's still talking to his mom. And we hear, uh, we see Captain Morales come home and talking to his mom. And we hear, you know, uh, see Gwen's in the room. And at the same time, we see go back to the other scene. It's Uncle Aaron that walks yes. in the house. And we're like, wait a minute. Uncle Aaron's dead. Well, his DNA is from World 42. Yes. So they sent him to the World Spider 42. DNA is Spiders, from yeah. So he's, the spider DNA sends him back to Universe Forty Two, yes. where Uncle Aaron is alive and his father is already dead. Yes, and there is no Spider Man in that no. universe. Remember, because he's the one that was bit by the spider. Yeah. So Instead, who is back in that universe? The Prowler. Yes, but this time the Prowler isn't Uncle Aaron. No. We find out he does put the glove on though. Let's throw you for the loop. He does. Yes, he has his his nephew. His nephew in our yeah. way we look at it. Miles is tied to a uh, a punching bag, <laughs> and he puts the glove on. He even hits the punching yeah. bag. So but we find out the Prowler is not Uncle Aaron. Who no. is the Prowler in this it, universe? It is Miles Morales. Yes, Miles Morales of Universe Forty Two is the Prowler because his father died and his uncle took him under his wing. And there's no Spider Man to save the day. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it ends. And well. <laughs> No, we go back and we get to see that you know well, Gwen is putting together the, the team. Well, we get to see Gwen puts together with his parents. Oh no, he's not here. He got sent back. We need to find him. Although they should have been able to put forty two together quicker. But whatever. I know. I get it. Yeah. It's a movie. And then she puts together the team to go find Miles. Yeah. So they're trying to find Miles before Miguel can find Miles. They also need to find him before the two days are up and Miles' dad dies. Yep. And yeah, it's, so that, it's, it's a big cluster. It's a big it's, cluster. It's a cliffhanger, comic book cliffhanger. Because so. this, is, this is a part one. Yeah. So it's perfectly done, I thought, as far as the cliffhanger. I did not get upset about that. I just thought, I love the reveal, though. I love the yeah, reveal oh, yeah. that Miles Morales in Universe 42 is the prowler. <laughs> yeah, I, And I, yeah. now we are, our hero is stuck there. He's got to have the ragtag group of spider people come save him. Yep. I'm good with it. And it, it's all Benny Parker, uh, Spider-Ham, uh, Peter B. Parker, and Naor, Spider-Man. So and Nick Hobie, Cage will be back. And Hobie was there. Oh. Spider-Punk was there. Oh, he was there. He was there. Ho- Hobie's and in, so and good. In, and in, in, an Indian Spider-Man is also there. Dude, it's so good. Hobie, Spider-Punk was so amazing because he's like sitting there just secretly helping Miles without anybody knowing either. He's like, don't use your fingertips. Use your whole hand. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> like, sounds kind of... Yeah, but it works. But it works. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Hobie's, a, Hobie's amazing in this movie. Yeah, so that that's the ragtag team that's getting together to find Miles Morales in part two. That is, so I love the story. I thought the story was very good. So I flushed through. You have any other likes that you want to jump to before we get into dislikes of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? Uh, the the way that this movie opens and it gives you the the Spider-Gwen history, which if you're a comic book fan, you already know uh, her history. So to that being said, like a lot of people didn't. So the fact that it started off hot with Spider-Gwen instead of Miles Morales, I thought was actually a bold move um, because the rest of the movie rotates so much around Miles and him being the problem. So I think it was a very bold move to do that instead of doing like, hey, here's Miles. He's going to get, you know, has an appointment with his counselor, with his parents, but he's running late because he runs into the spot. Blah, blah. Like, I think the placing of Spider-Gwen first, then the Miles story, then introducing... Uh, the Indian Spider-Man and or my um, Miguel O'Hare and uh, Drew there, like I think the placement was actually a lot better than people think, like because a lot because you know you going into this movie you knew it was a Miles Morales story, but it gave you the more of the other characters first and then Miles, and I think that was actually what made this movie 
run so well because like uh our buddy jeff who you know showed up who never watched the first one walked out of this movie like this was amazing so like i think that this how they place it all worked out well because i'm sure they probably tested it and edited it at different spots and just finally put it together because that's how animated movies ends up working usually they usually edit it to different spots and relocate and see where it works best so it's a solid no, I agree with you. I thought the, the the placement was good. I like all the little backstories. We got yeah. introduced to everybody we need to be introduced <laughs> to. We got reintroduced to everybody yeah. we need to be reintroduced to. The, the running gag from the from the first one. Uh, hi, I'm Miles Morales, and this you know I am the only Spider Man. <laughs> blah blah. Yeah. And, you know, like like the running gag where, where they actually cut like they did did it but didn't do it like they just cut them in half or just like cut them out. I thought was hilarious too. Yeah, I also like the uh, you turn around and. and my favorite, one of my favorite scenes was the Spider-Man pointing at each other. Yeah. There's a warning that goes off. Yeah. Somebody captures Spider-Man. And they're like, "Who? You? 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 you, you? So, so, so they're still making that, that joke, which is fine. And I thought, no, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Though it was, it was fun. Uh, so I like those little placements. I like the jokes in the movie. There was a lot of good humor in the movie. Of course, you know they make a even they make a joke about it. How yeah. is it is is it a prerequisite for all Spider-Men to be, uh, you know, smart asses and yeah. jackasses? Like that's there's a joke about it in the movie yeah. how they, yeah, they, they do you, that. <laughs> Uh, Parker, uh, Peter B. Parker t- goes to Miguel O'Hare. Look, man, this brooding stuff's got to go. First Spider-Man. We're supposed to be laughing, funny, have a good time. Not this broody part. <laughs> yeah. And of course, he, if you know anything about Spider-Man 2099, oh, brooding. He's, brooding. Uh, he's hated. Borderline like, villain. <sighs> anti-hero. Yeah, I know Diesel's not here for you to give him the cringe, but <laughs> you think about it. He's a borderline villain. Yes. Uh, yes most yes, of the time. Yes. So let's jump into some dislikes. I have far less dislikes, but there are still a couple. Uh, first dislike is there is a there's a part there's certain parts in this movie that drag in the middle. Uh, with that being said, I, I thought that there was there was some good stuff in between them. I liked how they put important things in between it, but at the same time, for that two hours and uh, twenty minute time frame of the movie, there's some sections of the movie where you're like, ah, we probably could have gotten rid of this. Mm-hmm. It could have been on the cutting room floor. It wasn't necessarily necessary, in my opinion. Right. Uh, and so that was my first major, major, I shouldn't say, and I say major, but it's not a big, a big I still enjoy the movie. Yeah. So it's not like, I shouldn't say major, major, but that's, that's my first kind of qualm. You have any dislikes that you want to add? Um, like I, I understand the slow parts that hit, but I, I felt they were pseudo needed. Like, like I understand they were, they, they did bog down the story, but I, I think they're almost pseudo needed. I, I'm not saying that they're the greatest things or not. It, it was more of a, a uh, like a tethered, you know, connection. Um, the I love the art style, but like I said in the beginning, when they when it looked like it was that 3D thing, that went. I, I did question. It. I'm like, oh shit, this is not going to be like the last one. Like it's not like they're going to go a little uh, different with the art, and I might not like how this goes. But what I, you know, how it all went through each, uh, you had to pay attention. A little bit more than you do in most animated movies because of the fact of like each Spider-Man had their own little thing, <laughs> you know, like, like their own little style. So like Spider-Punk style was different, and it in a couple of the scenes it kind of took me out of it because like he was like this really uh, more almost black and white. For yeah, most he was of it. drawn. He was drawn very crazy, but it looked cool. But, but it was fine, and I loved it, and I loved how it worked at, after when everything was said and done. So each one had their own. Like Ben Riley was like the uh, the '90s style yeah, uh, yeah, drawing yeah, of Ben yeah. Riley, and like so they each had their own little drawing art style. So if you, I could see where somebody doesn't like that because it's it's it's, it's a lot of to take in by the eyes. So the other only other thing that I disliked 
and I know Diesel disliked this as well, so we're, we'll, we'll kind of lump him in because this is a legit one, was there's a part in this movie, like I love the Donald Glover stuff. I love the little like flashes of the villains and you get in that area. But there's two different times right around then, slightly before and slightly after this section, where they go to the live action Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Once to the amazing Spider-Man with Peter Garfield, once to the regular Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. They didn't do anything with the other, the Disney Spider-Man movies, just those two. No. And, and it just felt so out of place. Because it really didn't drain on the story of this movie. And it was just kind of like they threw it in there just for like nostalgia's sake. And I think what really irritated us, furthermore, if anything, and I mean, I'll, you know, I guarantee some of you guys actually like this part of it, but uh, because the theater we were in, people were like cheering. And I'm like, no. Like, I get cheering for Donald Glover because there would be no Miles Morales right. representation without Donald Glover, who's pushed fucking hard for this from the jump. So, love the fact that he was added in the movie and not animated into the movie, actually live action yeah. in the movie. So, I like that part. I just thought that this was one of those things where Sony's like, see, we can do good things. We're going to show you our Spider-Man so you guys get excited about Spider-Man. Um, and you're just kind of like... I, but I don't need to see that world because this is a different world. This isn't the same universe, or it shouldn't technically be the same universe, if right. you will. Oh, I get it, and I understand, but they were showing the hardships. I so, get it, so, but so it that, was that, still that, that was of... the That was the point of it. I understand why it kind of threw me out because the first uh, Andrew Garfield, like it took our audience, you know, they must have been high or something like 2.4 seconds to realize they were showing they the Gwen Stacy dying. Of Gwen Stacy dying. And then, yeah. then they showed Uncle Ben dying Uncle with ben, yeah. Toby. And it took them like another 4.5 seconds to realize that's what they were doing. Right. And then it's, it, I wasn't so bad at it. My whole question, my whole one out of all that, the one that I didn't like was the Venom one. Yeah, that's true. There was that one as well. Because he's just talking to the... Yeah, the, the spot shows up yeah, into the, you know, the, the Asian uh, market yeah. where Venom goes to shop. If yeah. you guys haven't seen the movie, yeah, but, I'm just explaining. For he, those of you who've seen it, you know. Yeah, and the spot a, points into the... It pops into the world. The animated spot pops into the live action world. It says about, oh, you see crazy stuff like this? And the lady's like, you don't even know. Yeah. And then like, he oh, just grabs something it, off the shelf. And he, he talks it. like Deadpool in this one because he's like, oh, you're just not even phased by the fact of me sticking my head through a spot that this is a normal Tuesday night for you. <laughs> like, she basically insinuates she's seen way worse. Yeah, way crazier. It's it's just that that, just like, that one took me out, and that, that one I didn't like. And like, mind you, I love nostalgia and fan service, yeah. but I don't necessarily like it when it's like that blatant of like, there's no reason this doesn't add to the story. Those stories technically aren't even part of this universe. No, like, so it's kind of like. You're mixing universes, and all you're going to do is cheapen this universe because, let's be honest, that's all you've done with the other Spider-Man universes that you have that aren't in cahoots with Disney. Right. Am I wrong? No, yeah, that's how it works. But like my old, the old, everybody's like, we could have gotten a Morbius fucking one in there. Then I guess yeah. I don't know. But like it's sitting there uh, connecting Venom to the Spider Verse, which is fine because Venom, you know, without Venom or without Spider-Man, there'd be no Venom. I get it. But here's the thing: everybody's like, oh. To, uh, Venom's from that universe is from Andrew Garfield's universe, The Amazing Spider-Man, but yet this kind of takes it out of that. Right, exactly. <laughs> My point is that like, 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 like it's its own little world. That yeah, okay, there's a Spider-Man in there, but it, it's going to end up probably being a different Spider-Man. 
They need to take the lesson from what DC does better than anybody, and that's animated movies, or has in the past. Let's be honest, we haven't seen one in a little bit. But, you know, they always kept the animated movie separate from their live-action movies. There's a reason behind that, because you shouldn't be mixing the two. I understand the art form of the Spider-Verse movies is so awesome and fantastic, and I love it. But at the same point in juncture, I don't need to see an Andrew Garfield, you know, like a live-action Andrew Garfield spot. I don't need to see a live-action, you know, Tobey Maguire or a Venom scene. I don't need to yeah. see those things because this is not this should yeah. not be the same universe. Yeah. Once again, you're, you could be like, but Rich, you were okay with Donald Glover. Once again, though, There's, Donald Glover is the reason there is a Miles Morales. A Miles Morales movie because he fought hard yeah. as fuck for it and should have probably been playing the role. Not taking anything away from Shamik. I think he does a great oh, yeah. job. So I'm not saying take it from him now, but if you think about it. Childish Gambino should have been the first yeah. choice because but, of how hard he fought and, for this thing. And that was the connection to Tom Holland's universe because he's sitting there in the Prowler outfit. And, right. And then, and, so and, and you didn't should, need the Tom. Yeah, yeah, you didn't need Tom. Even though I think it was the smaller Parker or the smaller Spider-Man. Yes, it was. It's supposed to be the, the, the right. Tom. Right. But Tom. That, that's the weirdest yeah, thing. Yeah. The weirdest thing, in my opinion, is let's keep it animated. Yeah. With that exception, that fan service, I'm fine with the other stuff. It's just like... Because my part, my fear is you're going to bog the Spider-Verse movies down, which have been so good. You're going to bog them I'm down afraid. with what fucking Sony does. Next thing you know, we're going to cross over into Venom, and it's and just going to be like, fuck my Venomverse. <laughs> you know, and I don't need... Listen, as bad as they've done with those movies, I don't... And I, I get it. Some people I, love those movies. I, I like get the it. first one. But listen, all I have to say is, I just wanted a friend. That did it for me. Yeah. I don't need to see another fucking Venom film because... Oh, of I, I agree. I, Enter the Cartridge wasn't good. Or... Carnage, you know, or whatever it was called. <laughs> I'm not excited for Craven. No, <laughs> Morbius was not good. No, it, and I love Jared Leto. You yeah. know, I, Jared Leto's on my list of uh, the the, the yeah. Hall of Fame man crushes. We everybody knows this. I like everybody it. knows this. However, that doesn't even save that movie for me. And he was shirtless in that movie. And he ripped. was shirtless. And was, ripped. Well, yeah. I mean, some of it he was not ripped, but yeah, he had a cane. He was all right. Couldn't could, yeah, could, 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 get away. Couldn't get yeah, away from it. Baby. <laughs> Makes it a little hotter. But ripped, ripped Jared Leto. Whew, smoking, Ooh, smoking. Anyways, anyways, getting back to this. Uh, do you have any other dislikes for Enter the Spider Across the Spider Verse? Sorry, I went to go to yeah, Enter I did, the Spider Verse. You know why? I was thinking Enter the Dragon, which is coming back to <laughs> theaters like, for that Fathom I, event. And know, we were talking about that before the movie. Yes, I, same same thing. Um, for other dislikes, I really don't have too much more. They're just minor little stuff that I don't really... It doesn't really matter. Some of the the key... Like, all the extra Spider-Men chasing after Miles Morales. Like, it was just a lot on screen and a lot of extra flashes that just made it really... little. Like, like you didn't really want to see it. I'm glad you brought that up. In that same chase scene, there was some cool cameos from the first right. movie and I'm like that's the wrong place to put the cameos yeah, yeah. because we're focused on him getting away and all this yeah. and then we have some fast. characters that we love from the first movie yeah. whose cameo was like that yeah. quick yeah. because they just threw it in and I'm like why not give them a better yeah. cameo Penny Parker shows up in a better mech and it's just like Oh, and your butt is like there for three they're seconds. There, they're there and they're gone. And yeah. th- thankfully, later on, and they're yeah. put together as the ragtag group. But yeah. we didn't know that at the time. No, no. I'm like, no. why is Penny Parker just being thrown on screen and not and well, gone? It, and the funny part is, it's also like this is why we never went back because we knew he was he was a, a variant or a problem or whatever you want to call in, in the universe, and he and, you know wasn't supposed to be there. And like we didn't go back to see him because we couldn't. Tell that's him. why he doesn't have a watch. He's not yeah. a part of the cool. Yeah, group. and he's like, and that's why they couldn't go. And then and they all stand there like. 
this is why we didn't come back. We had to let you go. So you turned your back on him, and then you're trying to be his friend again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, and what about Mayday? You got to love Mayday in this movie. True. Dude, Mayday's amazing. That's freaking uh, Peter B. Parker's freaking daughter. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. And, and, he keeps, and he just keeps taking her on adventures, and fucking Mary Jane's like, did you just take our daughter to a fight? No, of course not. Why would I do it? And by no, of course not. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Hold the baby. Hold the baby. I bet you it makes everything better. Hold the baby. I promise you. <laughs> I fucking love it. Like it, it, it. That was fun. That was a good stuff. Yeah. But like, like I, I think that is it, that's pretty much it as far yeah, as yeah. the dislikes. I, the, the, the likes far outweigh the oh, dislikes. Oh yeah, 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 far outweigh the dislikes. Now, before we can give our scores, you know, we have to give the scores from around the internet, uh, and there's only one way we can do that. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. That's right, it is time to play the game. Of course, we're playing the solo edition of the game since Ron's by himself, so that means that Ron has got to get three of the questions right, three of the, the numbers right, but he has to be within five above or below the number to get the point. I will give him some clues as we go, so that way it makes it slightly fair. But if he doesn't get three, Diesel becomes champion even though he's not here, and Ron can retain only by getting three oh, correct. All right, Ron, are you ready to play Let's the game? This. Okay. Ron, first up is IMDb out of 10 using points. What did they give Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Your clue is, and this is going to be a blanket clue, everything on, so this is going to be pretty much your only clue. Everything on this is above a 75%. Okay. To so. varying degrees. And this score in particular is not the lowest score. But it's not the highest. Oh, Jesus. Because I got to be within five. I'm going to say 8.8. 8.8 is your guess. Final answer. Yes. Ron, you get the point. It was 9.1 out of 10. Okay. 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 I'm trying to do math here. <laughs> next, next up, Metacritic. Out of 100%, what did they give Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? Uh, Metacritic, I'm going to say 82. 82. Final answer. Yes. Ron, you get the point. It was 86%. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to play math here, people. <laughs> All right. Next up, Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Out of 100%, what did they give Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? And this could be for the win. 80. You're saying 80? Yes. Final answer. Yes. All right. And the survey says... Fuck. 95%. Oh. 95%. I would, never, I would never have said 90 for... Um, you have two more opportunities to retain your crown. Next up is the Rotten Tomatoes fan score out of 100%. What did they give Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? Um, see, this is the one I would call like 90. I'll go 91. You're going to say 91? Yes. Final answer. Final answer. Because it gives me 86 to It gives 96. you... So you said 91, so it yeah. gives you 86 to, to 96. 96. Yes. And... Thank you. <laughs> your championship but barely 96 percent yeah i was just doing math i was just going for broad strokes people all right now it's going to be the fun time just for funds these google users out of 100 percent, what did they give spider-man across the spider-verse i'm trying to nail this one right on the dot 98 you said 98 
you were so so close, ninety seven percent. If yes. it was, if you were playing the game and Diesel didn't say ninety seven percent, if you guessed that, you would have had it almost dead on. Yeah, but ninety seven percent, it was the <laughs> highest number. As you saw, the lowest was an eighty six percent on Metacritic, which for <laughs> Metacritic is actually a phenomenal score. Yeah, I, so uh, very good scores across the board for Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Well, Ron, now that we've gone around the internet, gotten the different scores, it's time to finally give our scores. For Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So first up, we're going to give you the nerd score, followed by my critic score. Of course, the nerd score is on the nerd scale, which is five parts. And the nerd score is a recommendation score, where we take our critic score and we mix it with an entertainment score, and that gives us the score for your our recommendation for you. So basically, even if it's critically a lower score, but it was super entertaining, that can make the nerd score go up and vice versa, just so you know. Now, with that the scale is as follows. A one is no. That means this movie is terrible and you should never watch it under any circumstance. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not terrible, but it ain't good. You've been warned not to watch it. A three is ah, it's good. These are average to good films. They're not essential to see. You don't need to run out and see them in the theater or add them to your collection. But if you catch what catch it on and watch it, you pr- you're not going to be upset that you watched it. You're probably never going to. You might not ever watch it again, but you won't be upset to see it at least once. A four is. Just take my money. These are for movies that are, I would call them essential. They are the very good to great films. They are films that you should go see in the theater. You could feel good about buying them and adding them to your collection. You're probably going to watch them more than one time uh, you know, over the years. And uh, trust me, they're definitely worthwhile. That's why it's just take my money. And last but certainly not least is the rarefied air known as certified nerd. These are for the legendary movies. These are the classics, the greatest of the greats. These are movies like Jaws, Jurassic Park, and so many more on that list. That's where they reside. You're going to want to add them to your collection, pay for them, see them multiple times in the theater, watch them on a regular basis. That's the kind of movie that belongs at Certified Nerd. Ron, with that being said, what is your score on the Nerd Score scale for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Listen, I think this movie is really well done. I think it's solid. I think it's great. I think it's a perfect part to part two. I also think it's great as a standalone because people who haven't watched the other one will watch this and you don't need to know anything that happened in the other one because they give you all the history. I am a solid five on this one. You are taking a solid five. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. I understand your guys have what you have, your dislikes that took you out of the movie. I'm going to be honest, if this doesn't get certified nerd by all three of us, I'm going to probably go, you know, hang myself. <laughs> Whoa, you're giving me incentive <laughs> no. to give this a one all of a sudden. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I like. I think this is a really great movie. I thought it was really well done, and I really think everybody needs to see this movie. Well, you know what? I've, I've been, there was, like I said, my dislikes were way outweighed by the likes, okay? Like, I really, really liked this movie. I, there was just things, and it didn't take me out of the movie. I, I think that's a bad description. Well, I just didn't like the things it's, yeah, it's okay it. and there's there's no movie that's perfect as if anybody knows and when i give my score for this movie as everybody on the planet knows is listens to this show i shouldn't say everybody on the planet because not everybody on the planet listens they will be. We'd have after like, this review they're like going eight to billion 
Uh, but anyways, as everybody who listens to the show knows, uh, I don't give anything perfect. Like the highest on my score is like a nine and a half. Yeah. And in that nine and a half realm, you have things like Jaws and The Exorcist. And, you know, even in those movies, there is mistakes and there's things that I don't like about those movies. Very few things, but there's still that's why I said there's nothing perfect. I mean, even Halloween, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, is a nine point two five because there is stuff in the movie I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of. You know, I talk about Scream 1996 as a nine or a nine point two five. I can't remember what exactly gave it but it's in that realm because once again there's a few things including like the one thing I don't like about Scream and if you're a patron you got this episode the one thing I don't like is they try to pay homage to um, Halloween during the movie and there's just those random scenes where you get uh, Ghostface stalking, yeah, like the one like when they're walking by the park and he's doing that really weird like fucking Scooby Doo walk, yeah, yeah. or the one where they're in the the, the grocery store, yeah. like. Yeah. Th- they're 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 stupid. Yeah, like there's no reason for them. But it doesn't take me out of the movie. The movie's still great. Anyways, I digress. So there's nothing in this movie that took me out of the movie. And when I was when I was coming outside at first, I was like, you know, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's not bad. It was great, but I don't know if it's a certified nerd movie. I don't know if it's you know, I I, I liked it, but did I like it more than the original? Which it doesn't have to fit that because the yeah. original I think is amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: we didn't get an opportunity. Maybe someday because we usually try to do uh, because 2018 we weren't doing this format. So therefore, as a matter of fact, when this movie came out in 2018, I don't even think we were podcasting about movies at that point. We were just doing news and such because that was the beginnings of the 3FN podcast. So that's why it was never covered. So there was definitely no nerd scale at that time. Eventually, we will do it going back in the past. Usually, we try to wait for anniversaries. So it probably won't be for a while. But I would say I would give that a certified nerd easily because I did really enjoy the first one. So with that, I know it just went all the way around (laughs) the world. With that, I'm giving this a one. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm going to go hang myself now. You know what? I'm actually giving this a... Audience, say it with me. Legendary. I am giving it a certified nerd. At first, I was going to give it a salad. uh, Just take my money and... uh, the more I thought about the movie as I the weekend went on, I was like, you know what? I really did like it more than that. Yeah. Because my first initial, that's why I like not giving reviews right when I come out of the oh, movie. I like having 24 hours to sit on it. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you sit on it, you can start to think, was that something that really bothered me? Or was it just a situation? Also in our theater, the people around us were annoying. Yes. Uh, it was not my experience from the week before. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, I, in Little Mermaid where I had an awesome crowd. This was a very annoying crowd. Uh, so yeah, therefore, it, it, was, it was a weird crowd. Crowd, like like it was a they were cheering and half of them were slow clapping in spots where you shouldn't yeah, and it was and it just was, it just it just was fucking annoying it was almost like shut the t- fuck up there t- was these girls talking. there was these girls to the left of us uh, yeah. above us to the left they were like annoyingly talking during the movie yeah. it was about the and movie then, thankfully but it was like nah, 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 nah. yeah and, and then, was then so there annoying. was the random girl that went to the exit door to open and close it and i'm like oh did she just prop that open <laughs> And then there was like there was the girl that for some reason was sitting right next to the aisle to the left of us in the same row but the aisle and for she went to concessions and even though the door to go out to concessions is down the stairs and to the left and then you can just go back up those same stairs she so for some reason walked all the way across and then had to cut in front of us yeah. I don't know if you noticed that I was yeah. like in the middle of the movie anyway so. Leaving that alone, because the crowd was annoying, I think that there was part of me that got annoyed in the slower parts of this yes. movie. So I think that's the only reason I noticed that the movie got slower in yes. the middle was because I was annoyed with everything else. But after I thought about it, I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about that. It was a still a great movie. So Certified Nerd is my score. My critic score of the movie, eight and a half out of 10. Nice. Eight and a half out of 10. Very solid score. Putting it in Certified Nerd territory. Love the movie. I cannot suggest it to enough to everybody to go see it. Make sure you check it out in the theaters. I think it's really cool in the theaters. If not, hey, see it when it comes out because I do believe as a Sony film it will be hitting Netflix first before Disney. 
I believe so. Because I think their deal is with Netflix. Like, I think it's the first it hits yeah. Netflix for like three, three or four months. And there's like a two month period off. Yeah. And then it goes on to Disney plus. So whichever, if you have Netflix, you can probably watch. It. I do believe in 60 days, 60 yeah. days after it leaves the theater, I should say. Something like that. Because yeah. it's not it's not the same thing as WBD where it's no. like literally like forty five days from the day it comes out. Yeah. It's not yeah, even they, from the day it leaves the theater. It's from the day it comes out. Are they still doing that? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if they were still. It's doing fucking that. awesome. No, I'm good with it. I, I dig it because like there's some movies that I even with the past I don't want to go see in the theater. Yeah, I just but like watch it, on uh, at home. I just saw Shazam: Fury of the Gods was on there, and I was going to watch it, but then I watched something else. Well, with that, Ron. Before I go into the other business, if you would like to talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, if you want to talk about it and you want to talk spoilers, feel free to email us, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. That's the best way to talk about spoilers, or you can DM us on one of the social medias. If not, because I don't want to spoil it for people, it's still still fairly new, so don't, there'll be a spoiler out there. Uh, oh, if you need to find those social medias or that link to the uh, email, it's easy. 3FNPodcast.com has got your hookup for all information about the 3FN Podcast. 3FN podcast.com ronald you have businesses to take care of one out of ten stars for kids only unfortunately slight spoilers as an adult it didn't appeal to me in the least the effects were poorly done the giant plot leap in the middle lots of strange things are happening hey i know it's definitely because the creepy teacher guy wants things under the trap door under the three-headed dog threw me completely out of the story it's really a kids only movie which disappoints me because i've been hearing such great things about it and then, at the end, Harry is sent back to his abusive, adoptive parents. So much for changing one situation. And I know that they had to cut tremendous amounts of story in order to make it only two and a half hours long, which was still way too long for this movie. After waiting in line outside the theater with tickets bought a week ahead of time, I must say I was truly disappointed. I'm even more saddened by the commercial success in the lengthy of diehard Harry Potter fans, which will keep the sad and poorly written movie in theaters much longer than it needs to be. Some books should just remain books. One out of ten stars. Harry Potter just sucks, people. So this guy's complaint, let me hear this straight, is that the movie that's based on books for children was not adult enough because it's based on books for children. Yes. He had no problem with the books, though. No. Because he could and, read them. And by the way, I understand children, like, I understand Harry Potter's a longer book, and it's not like, I'm not saying children of, like, ape, although I do know eight-year-olds who have read the entire yes. Harry Potter series. Uh, but, you know, I get that. But the reason why I never went to see Harry Potter, I've never seen a Harry Potter film uh, for everybody out there. You have? Okay. Yeah. So I've never seen a single one. The reason why is because by the time the books came out, I was already too old for them. And I'm not mm -hmm. judging anybody who's older that read the books. I know that's what I'm going to get next. I know plenty of older people who read the books. Yeah. But I'm not a big reader. I'm a big movie guy. Yeah. I'm with you. So because the source material didn't speak to me, I was like, you know what? This is based on like a kid's book, early teen book. And I didn't read the books, so this isn't going to speak to me. So I don't want to go into a movie and shit on it. Like, I went to see The Lord of the Ring books. Because when I was a kid, I read The Lord of the Rings. Yes. So I was excited to go see The Lord of the Rings movies. We can talk about that some other time, whether they <laughs> lived up to my expectations or not. Because I know we haven't graded those, and we'll do that in the future. Oh, God. I know. You don't, I, I don't know if I want to rewatch. You know, the problem is, is the extended cuts now are like three hours mm. and some change. And I don't know if I got that time on my mm -mm. But uh, I will just say this. Uh, that's why I didn't watch it. And once again, if you love Harry Potter, fucking great on you. If you're my age and love Harry Potter, great on you. I'm never would shit on somebody for liking Harry Potter, unlike Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, send your hate at RedX230 on Twitter. Uh, don't send it to me. But I could never sit here and go, hey, 
that movie was shit because it was made for children because it's based on a children's book. <laughs> like, if I did go see a Harry Potter film and if I disliked it, you know what I mean? I would just be like, oh, not for me. You know, I never saw Twilight either. But once again... I unfortunately saw the first one. <laughs> once again, though, I was not in the demographic for the Twilight books, so therefore I wasn't in the demographic for Twilight movies. And as a horror fan, the only vampires I ever want to see are 30 Days of Night vampires. Yes. I don't need to see sparkly ones. Yeah. I'm just saying it. And once again, though, if you love Twilight, love fucking Twilight. I'll never shame somebody for what they love. But that would be like me saying, man, those Twilight movies suck because that, that movie was made for teenage girls. Well, no shit. The books were also made for teenage girls. I just, I, I, it baffles me. I do love that you do this every time, but I love getting to pick apart sometimes these stupid complaints. And that's I, a dumb complaint. You. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the one and two star reviews are getting a little thin right now. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's like, so I, I got to start, teach, you know, and we're only halfway through the year. It's I'm a, like, it's I'm a like, oh, damn, I should have picked a pair of movie with more hate. Also, without <laughs> Diesel here, it makes it harder because if Diesel was in the house for any of this, we know we would have been playing this. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. At least I'm not going to get angry like that. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the 3FN Podcast. We'll be back next week with another review of a brand new film because we're going to see Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I don't know why I became Vince McMahon real quick, it's all right, it works. but it was fun. So Transformers Rise of the Beasts will be next week's 3FN Movie Club review. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. And this is where Diesel would say something witty. And I know I've done this closing before because he would say something witty. But I'm going to say it like this. If Diesel was here, he would just end by saying, it's ropey. It's ropey. Harry Potter just sucks people. <laughs>